Theatre is made possible in part by Jane Bobble Graphic Design. Jane Bobel Graphic Design, a full-service graphic design studio, specializes in capabilities brochures, corporate identity systems, information publications, and collateral materials for healthcare, nonprofit, and commercial organizations. Teen down, six-letter word meaning homo bovinus. Hmm, homo bovinus. I got it. Cowboy. Now, 30 across, two-letter word, an exclamation of surprise, sorrow, or pain. What the? Hey, Wiley, two-letter word for an exclamation of surprise, sorrow, or pain. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Riders Radio Theater's on the air. Yo, radio. It's the Riders on the radio. Come on, park the saddle up and go. Get ready for the cowboy show. Yoo-lay, yoo-lay, yay. We've been working since the break of day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. Now it's time to play. We're gonna ride and hope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Yes, partners, it's time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Two Slim, the man of many hats. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This, not yet, this is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. And holler and howl at the moon. And now the 2,526th performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes, for that warm and generous applause. You folks here at the beautiful, historic Emory Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio, those of you listening to us over the airwaves, and thank you, Texas Bix Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. Riders in the Sky consists of the Buck Rogers of our group, Too Slim, the Roy Rogers of our group, Ranger Doug, the Will Rogers of our group, Woody Paul, and the Mr. Rogers of our group, Joey, the cow polka king. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And we love him just the way he is. <laughs> Time to ride old Skyball Paint. Now Skyball Paint was a devil's saint. His eyes was a fiery red. Good men have tried this horse to ride, but all of them are dead. Now I won't brag, but I rode this nag till his blood begin to boil. Then I hit the ground and I ate three pounds of good old western soul. Sing it high. Hi ho, whoopee die oh, ride em high and down you go. Sons of the western soil, sons of the western soil. Well, I swore by heck I'd break his neck for the jolt he'd give my bride. Threw my noose on that old cayuse and once more took a ride. I turned around and soon found his tail where his head should be. So his head says I, perhaps he's shy or he just don't care for me. Sing it high ho, whoopee die oh, ride em high and down you go. Sons of the western soil. Sons of the western soil. Well, in town one day I chanced to stray upon old Sheriff Jim. Oh, for a hoop and a holler and a counterfeit dollar, I sold that nag to him. 
But when he plants a seed of his plants on Skyball's leather chair, I bet four bits when Skyball quits, old Jim will not be there. Singing hi-ho, hubby-di-ho, ride him high and down you go, son to the western sword, son to the western sword. be bound for Moo Moo Land, but not Riders Radio Theater. We'll still be here, even after this wise word from our sponsor. Here's a man with your best interest firmly in his pocket, El Philo Larry Mammoth. Friends, have you ever bitten into a juicy hamburger, hit a little lump of something, and wondered, what the heck am I eating? <laughs> have you ever cut into an airline's idea of a filet mignon and said, this did not come from a cow? And what about the green tinge to the meatloaf at last week's Rotary Luncheon? Well, you and everybody else needs my new... Allstake Insurance. Yes, Allstake, the first company to take the mystery out of mystery meat. Suppose you cruise the local burger barn and the burger patty seems heavy on the seaweed. Simply file a claim, use the grease paper bag we thoughtfully provide, and mail the meat to our home office within three short months. Once testing and the necessary paperwork are out of the way, we'll mail you a replacement portion of 100% certified beef parcel post. Of course, you'll have to meet the deductible. <laughs> meat. <laughs> The next time your child brings home a so-called sirloin from his school lunch program and says, Mom, what is this? You'll know what to do. Pick up the phone now and call 1-900-NOT-TOFU. That's 1-900-NOT-TOFU. <laughs> Coverage for you and each family member is only $9.99 a month. Only $9.99 and don't forget Rover. All state, give your family an even break. Identify the meat on your plate. Buy a freezer full of all steak. That's all steak insurance available everywhere except Kansas City. Not subject to some wimpy federal regulation. Remember, your good money is in my hands with all steak. <laughs> hey, with the saddle pal, we'll be right back. And here's the king of the cowboy fiddlers with the peacock rag. I thought he said the detox rag. Welcome back, buckaroos and buckarets. Here again, our riders in the sky. Thank you, Texas Big Spender. Dr. Woody Paul is our expert on prime numbers and prime entertainment around the ranch. Woody Paul, who's our special guest tonight? Well, Ranger Doug, we have a couple of our prime old friends here. Uh -huh. Fine musicians, good show people, known for their work on the folk and children's music circuit. Please give a big western howdy to Kathy Fink and Marcy Marshall. Yes. Howdy, howdy folks. Howdy, writers. Hello, Hi, Kathy. Hello, Marcy. Have you picked out a little tune for us here tonight? We have. We've picked out a sort of prairie lullaby. It's Ooh. called hey. My Prairie Home. Companion. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sorry. It's a beautiful night on the prairie. 
stars are bright on the prairie the campfires are all aglow I love the sounds of the prairie cowboys call coyotes howl I'll be here forever happy Banjo, guitar, fiddle, whatnot. Ha, you guys do it all. Well, thanks, too, Slim. You know, we try to do something new every year. It keeps us fresh. Yeah, you know, we just started working on a teeterboard into our act. I'm sorry? A teeter I thought you just said teeterboard. Uh, we did. You want to see? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, Marcy, climb the 20-foot ladder. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Here I go. Wow, look at her way up there. <laughs> Whoa. 18, 19, 20 feet. Okay, now I'm going to stand on the teeterboard. Hey, Gino, could you like the flaming outline of Ed Sullivan, please? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Great. Marcy, are you ready? I'm ready. Drum roll, please. through the air through a flaming outline of Ed Sullivan. Let's see Tom Bodette try that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. We've been... I'm sorry, I'm out of breath. Yeah. We've been uh, studying at the Big Circus College down in Florida. As a matter of fact, that's where we're headed now. Yeah, it's final exams for all the teeter-boarders. Well, good luck from all of us here at Riders Radio Theater. And folks, there they go, teeter-boarding their way into musical history, Kathy Fink and Marcy Markser. Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Hey, with the saddle pals, we'll be right back. Here's the big Italian contribution to the National Polka Countdown, the number three song, the Tick Tock Polka. 
Welcome back, Saddle Pals. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode 11 of the exciting Western melodrama, Raiders of the Vanishing Everglades. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, the evildoers, Slocum and Charlie, using counterfeit money, have obtained 10,000 acres of pristine Florida Everglades. Slocum's big and evil plan is to drain this land and put up a gargantuan 1,000-acre roller coaster ride and a 9,000-acre parking lot. To this end, he tricked drywall into building a dike that allows Slocum to drain his land. Meanwhile, learning that riders in the sky were hot on the trail, not yet, Slocum and Charlie trapped America's favorite cowboys in a deep snake-filled pit. Fortunately for the riders, when they fell in the pit, they landed on a small ledge just above the snake's striking distance. Meanwhile, back at Slocum's construction site, Drywall, having finished the dike, finds out what Slocum is up to and threatens to stop him. Oh, yeah? Charlie, why don't you take Drywall bowling? <laughs> right. <laughs> Quit backing up, Drywall, and get oh, over here. Oh, no. I can't do this. And now, episode 11, entitled... Bowling with turkeys. Leave me alone, Charlie. Leave me alone. Max Drywall. I'm just going to grab you. <laughs> now I'm going to roll you into a little ball. <laughs> Let's take him outside, Charlie. I'll get the door. Thanks, <laughs> Yeah, bring him out here. <laughs> now let's see. What can we use for bowling pins? <laughs> How about those barrels over there by the D10 caterpillar? <laughs> Perfect. Take your best shot, Charlie. <laughs> Ready? Here I go. <laughs> a bowler makes his approach. He's at the foul line. He's drying his hands by the little and he releases the ball. And... <laughs> Whoa, look at him go, Charlie. It's like a strike, boss. Sure does. <laughs> And it is a perfect strike, but as drywall crashes into the barrels, he hits a rock, which sends him bouncing high into the air. But luckily, when he falls back to earth, he lands in the soft padded driver's seat of the huge caterpillar tractor. But unluckily, the force of his landing bangs his head into the starter button on the dashboard, knocking himself out and powering the monster earth mover to life. And with no one at the controls, the huge machine careens out of control. Wow, look at that, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, you think we should stop him? He's going to wreck that thing. Ah, so what? It's a rental. <laughs> We're through with it. <laughs> Come on, I still got a couple of phone calls to right. make. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the snake pit where riders in the sky are trapped. Well, thank goodness you finally got back to us. The ledge the riders are standing on is only seconds from giving way and pitching them into a den of 5,000 poisonous snakes. Yeah, thanks for getting back to us. Oh, this is terrible. Yes, it is, but we still have a few seconds left. It could be worse. Oh, sure, it could be worse, Ranger Doug. Why, instead of 5,000 snakes, there could be 6,000. <laughs> and considering that Charlie ain't too smart at math, there could be more than that. Hey, we ever did a poly Oh, easy editor. there, easy <laughs> there, Sidemeet, I'm thinking. Yeah, about what? About snakes. Oh, snakes. Well, please forgive me, Ranger Doug. I love American youth. I'm so sorry I interrupted. Everybody knows that poisonous snake won't bite you if you're thinking about him. <laughs> well, of all the brothers, Woody Paul, how deep do you think this pit is? Mm, oh, Ranger Duck. Mm. I estimate this pit to be exactly 33 oh. feet and 3 inches from its deepest point to the surface. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking, Ranger Doug? I'm thinking about a yodel I learned in the high Himalayan mountains near Kathmandu. Oh. I was there giving a seminar at Fakir U, at the Cowboy Way to Transcendental Meditation. Gosh, what was the yodel called? Uh, they called it the Snake Charmer's Yodel. Gosh, the Snake Charmer's Yodel? Yes, it's very complicated to perform, but 
If the tonal modulations are delivered in the proper intricate patterns, it will freeze the majority of those snakes while placing a selected number of them under a hypnotic spell that will cause them to weave themselves in an unsupported freestanding rope 30 feet 3 inches high. You mean you could make a rope of snakes that would rise over 30 feet into thin air? Yes, I do, Slim. Well, what are you waiting for? Get to it! All right, although I should tell you that I didn't have much time to perfect the finer points of this yodel, oh. so I don't know how long the spell will last. Are you saying them snakes could come alive when we're halfway up the rope? Yes, that's a possibility. Oh. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. This ledge is going to go in any minute. The snake charmer's yodel is our only chance. Yodel, yodel Ranger, yodel! Oh, here goes. Look, it's working. I've never seen anything like it. The snakes are freezing. Look, a bunch of them are weaving into a rope. It's going straight up into thin air. It's reached the top. Come on, let's get out of here. Quickly and with some trepidation, one after another, two slim Woody Paul inside me, grab hold of the scaly rope of serpents and shinny up it to the blessed light of day. We made it. We made it. Come on, Ranger Duck. Hurry up, Ranger Duck. Come on. Come on, Ranger. Ranger Duck, come on. I'm coming, I'm coming. He's halfway up. Here he comes. Hope the power of this yodel has some staying power. Yes. Keep Here yodeling he... while you're coming up, Ranger Duck. Where are we? He's, he's... I'm lost too, but I'm almost at the top. <laughs> the rope is starting to squirm. One of them just his boot heel. Grab my hand, Ranger Doug. Here we go. Yes. Stand back. Here oh. he comes. Wow. Oh. Close call. In more ways than one. Well, you made it, you old fakir, you. I finally made it. And I also say it's high time we put an end to Slocum and Charlie's little reign of terror. Come on, let's get the horses and get after them. Right you are, Ranger Duck. Wait for me. While the riders get their horses and get after Slocum and Charlie, a bit further to the south on a lonely stretch of the Everglades Parkway, a late model pickup truck with a camper top slows and stops for a Florida Highway Patrol roadblock. Uh-huh. Hold her right there. You'll have to stop right here for a little while there, ma'am. What's the trouble, officer? Well, we got us a big detained caterpillar out of control, ma'am, with an unconscious driver in it coming this way, ma'am. You can see it, ma'am, if you look right to the north there, ma'am. Oh, my. I sure can. What are you going to do to stop it? Well, we've got us a howitzer set up on the hammock back right over there, ma'am. And when it gets to the range, we're, we're going to blast it to the smithereens there, ma'am. But, but won't, won't that kill the driver? Yes, ma'am, it will. Well, that detent is really tearing up the countryside, and while already it's destroyed a, a dike some developer named Slocum put up to drain land so he could build a giant roller coaster on it, ma'am. And now, to be honest with you, ma'am, we're all... Kind of glad that dike was destroyed, but if, if we don't stop the D-10 right here, ma'am, it's, it's heading for the Everglades National Park, and there's, there's no telling the damage it can do down there, so we got to stop it, see? Well, I, I guess I see what you mean. Thank you. Wait a minute, officer. I've been watching that D-10 closely, and I see a pattern in how it's going. Ma'am? Marcy, if we time it perfectly, I think we can catapult into that thing and turn it off. <laughs> uh, do what, ma'am? But, Marcy, I would need a lot of oomph from your end to power me into it. Oomph, oomph. Uh. Oh, I know. I could jump onto the teeterboard from the top of that truck. Oh, it's great. It'll be chancy, but I think that should do it. 
Do what, ma'am? Officer, there is precious little time to explain, but briefly, we are trained teeterboard specialists, and what we're going to do is just this. I'm going to catapult into the air, and if my calculations are correct, and I pray that they are, I'll come down into the seat of that runaway D-10 and be able to stop it by turning the ignition off. Don't mind me saying so, ma'am. It's the craziest dang thing I've heard of. <laughs> Well, me too, to tell you the truth, but you know, regular listeners of this show have probably heard much crazier things. I heard that, ma'am. Uh, look, officer, will you give us a chance to save that driver's life? Can you hold off that howitzer until we give it a try? All right, ma'am, I sure will. I want to see this. Quickly, Kathy and Marcy survey the situation, make some fast calculations, and set up their teeterboard. Then Marcy climbs to the top of their truck, and seconds later... Allie! Jumps to the board below, launching Kathy head over heels into space towards the careening D-10. And miraculously as it may seem, Kathy lands right in the lurching cab of the D-10 on the seat next to Drywall, who's just regained consciousness. Ugh. Oh, oh. What now? Oh. Where, where did you come from? I'll tell you all about it later. Where's the ignition on this thing? Oh, right here. Well, turn it off. Okay. Whew, man, you have had quite a ride. Oh, oh me. Whew. I don't know what all's been going on. The last thing I remember was rolling across the ground like a bowling ball, and I hit some barrels and a rock and flew in the air, landing in this thing, hit my head on the dash, and knocked myself out. Well, you're all Whew. right now. Come on, let me help you down out of this thing. Oh, that's all right. I can get down by myself. Uh, let me just brace myself here on the dashboard. Hey, wait, look. Look out. That's a starter switch. Ma'am? Whoa! I didn't mean to do that. Whoa, hold on! Too late! Oh no, I'm falling! Oh no! Well, there you have it. The best laid plans of mice and teeterboard specialists go off to rye when they encounter drywall. As drywall and the D-10 go greening off and Kathy stands up and brushes herself off, Marcy and the Florida Highway Patrol officer come running up to her. What happened? She accidentally hit the starter switch again. Well, uh, what should we do now, ma'am? Shoot him. Watch out, ma'am. Okay, roll that howitzer up, stand about a fire. I'm going for the kill. Oh, come on, Kathy. This plot's going far off the deep end. Let's get out of here while we can. I heard that. All right, load that howitzer. Start it in. Fire! Doggone oh, it, you missed. Reload. Oh. Adjust the sight. Oh. Don't shoot. All right, we got him this time. Ready? Oh. Oh. Will high sheriff drywall be blasted from here to smithereens? Where exactly is smithereens? Well, you won't find the answers to these questions or many others on 2020, oh. but you will find not yet. We'll find them right here, same time, same station, next week in episode 12 of Raiders of the Vanishing Everglades, entitled On the Road to Smithereens. It's booming, bursting, really berserk melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this theater of the mind. And now here again are Riders in the Sky, Joey the Calpoca King and Peter Specialist, Marcy Marxer and Kathy Fink. <laughs>
Next week, Saddle Pals. So long, Saddle Pals. The cast and guests of Riders Radio Theater market the Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. For more information on Riders in the Sky, two Slimsburg and Deal or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, write to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Bixbender. Our production foreman is Campfire Burt. Our sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Clinker. For WVXU, the executive producer is J.C. Doc King. Producer is Lat Not Yet. Producer is Lasso and Larry Ashcraft. Coordinating producer, Jeff Whistle. Chief engineer, Jamboree J. Crawford. Recording director, Gallopin' George Zahn. Sound effects, Honcho Winchester, Jim Springfield. Stage manager, Solid L. Ron Esposito. Sound engineer, Rope and Rich Fredette. This is Texas Mixbender saying so long, Saddle Pals. We'll see y'all next week on Riders Radio Theater. George, you can't take your wife a dozen roses for no reason. She'll think you've got a guilty conscience. Huh? There are only two times when a husband takes flowers to his wife. When she's got a birthday or he's got a hangover. <laughs> Enjoy the crazy antics of George Burns and Gracie Allen on Monday morning at 11.30 and Sunday evening at 6 o'clock when WVXU presents the Burns and Allen Show. Our forecast for this evening, partly cloudy with a low of 63. Tomorrow's going to be mostly cloudy, a slight chance of thunderstorms. Right now on the campus of Xavier University, we have 74 degrees. WVXU, Cincinnati. WVXC, Chillicothe. WVXR, New Paris, Richmond. And WVXM, West Union. Radio Mark with Hamrick. President Bush says he did not go to the Rio Earth Summit to apologize for U.S. positions on the environment but he will likely be asked some tough questions about his failure to endorse a biodiversity treaty during a news conference scheduled Saturday. 
As the AP's Wendell Gola reports, as Bush spoke to the delegates, the response was subdued at best. The president protested his role as an outcast here at the Rio summit, telling the assembled heads of state, In the United States, we have the world's tightest air quality standards on cars and factories, the most advanced laws for protecting lands and waters, and the most open processes for public participation. But his